0: In the cabbage
1: oh, Let's get it Test test test, test Yeah we're live
0: Welcome to In the cabbage <laughs> This is crazy
1: This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> That we're
0: actually doing this I'm Tommy Sway Andrew Witt Please subscribe Please listen Please download Like Just a reminder Keep Keep swinging I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right, or your left, Andrew Whit. Hey, what up? Well, before we started pressing record, we were t- bitching about this couch. I know it's <laughs> a comfy corner, and Massa and I are in the market for a new couch. Yeah. And, you know, wives, where some people could be a bit more picky about their couches. Like, it can't be used. It's got, I mean, the couch is kind
1: of your cornerstone, for a good time in the evening.
0: Yeah, but I, I, if I see a really nice couch and it's slightly used, no big deal.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Like, if it's, like, a used couch and it's, like, leather and you can, like, actually get in there and clean it off,
0: mm-hmm. no big deal. I just, like, also, I don't like leather couches. because I'm not was, a big fan. When it was hot, like, your leg leg sticks to it Yeah, and you know, peel it off. I think they're overrated. Yeah, my mom had one a while back and I basically ruined that with... Um, some scissors as a young man myself.
1: <laughs> uh, Jesus, my mom dude. had like a white leather couch. <laughs> you were an absolute menace growing up.
0: And I was just acting always...
1: straight on impulses like, let's pick up scissors and start stabbing and cutting yeah, the couch. Yeah, <laughs> like I,
0: I just think I knew what was happening when I was doing it too.
1: It was like, of I course op- you
0: did. I opened up the scissors a full way and just did lines like on the armchair of a like white leather couch.
1: God you, damn could it, you imagine?
0: Dude. My mom was probably like, my age ish when that happened i could not
1: imagine are you saying of like if our kids one day did that
0: my dad was probably like 27.
1: i might have lost it i might have blew my top when that happened because
0: they gotta look at me like we gotta buy a new couch now right couches are the most
1: expensive item ever made and why like it's just wood and a couple cushions
0: why it's just like
1: beds as well like beds are just so expensive like i don't It's like
0: a huge financial commitment
1: it really is. It's like almost buying a car. I mean, like cars are a little bit more expensive than that, but if you're looking for a couple furnishing items for the home, it's like you could be like, looking at like 8 grand. Oh, you easy. know?
0: Easy. Like if you really want to like you need like buy a couch, you need to buy like a media center, and you need a bed, you're maybe, looking at
1: 8000 maybe throwing a rug. Like all that shit is just really expensive. So
0: expensive. It's yeah. like, you know, why can't our generation afford a house? It's like it's not just the house.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. But yeah, I feel like, you know, we lucked out with our couch because ours was, uh, we had like a closing 70% off sale. You got to maybe look for something like that. Then you can get it used and then you can bargain and you can get in there, work some magic. Well, Well,
0: we had, this couch was one of those things. Okay, nice. So I think our next couch we want to go. So now Madison's like, no, no, no. We got to get the cream of the crop and it's got to be new. I wouldn't say cream of the crop. (laughs)
1: It's going to be upper, you but know, it's,
0: it's definitely maybe uh, mid middle class. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Like it's like a living spaces couch or something like that. That's you you kind of like design. I don't know. Living spaces, but whatever. The comfy cozy corner is nice. It's o- nice over here. My ass is kind of blown <laughs> that side out over yeah. there. Um, I mean, COVID didn't help couches. No, but um, I wore a hole through mine. I didn't sit much on my couch this weekend, but I actually went and did a couple things this weekend. Yeah, nice. Um, I went to the Orange County Market. or um, OC Fair hosts this like night market It's like Asian themed. Okay,
1: it's where where is that at? Is that like
0: in Irvine? Is it like on the, the coast? Orange County Fair? okay gotcha so like when the fair's yeah. not going they'll have these markets and we, we should go next time okay it's a good time it's just like i went with this a long time ago with uh my ex um forever ago and okay. it was um do they have smaller. A,
1: lot, a lot of good food there
0: or you know the- what like i don't know if you can do good food with that many that many people ordering That's fair. That's a really good point. Like, I don't know many places where I've left like a food truck, like not food truck because it has been food trucks that are amazing, but like a food stand that's unless it's like really, really foodie. Yeah. Like you
1: could do euros though. You can do euros really good. But that's, you know, street food, I guess.
0: This is Asian themed. Okay. So uh, I saw a lot of baby bottles like filled with like juices, like anime as soon as you walk into the place. And it's huge roast. It's like 20 vendors. That's weird. What do you mean? Like baby, like baby big, bottles. What do you mean? Like if, imagine like if I was holding a baby bottle, but like okay. a big baby bottle with like a pink lid or a blue lid. Okay. And they fill it full of juice. All right. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, you know, Asian Mart. So okay. I, there's like fried squid on a stick. Okay.
1: That sounds like a good time. It's interesting. Kind of stepping out of your element maybe a little bit.
0: Right. But, you know, I go go straight to home. Yeah, I know. There. I know you do. So I'm going like I Dumblings. found dumplings, pork, pork bow buns. Yep. Went straight there. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, that, also. That's like, why you
1: need me there. Maybe let's. Oh, maybe let's try some like, I don't know. I don't even know what you'd maybe be steering away from, but any seafood potentially, right? Uh, no chance of seafood. Yeah. In a mart? At a In fair? Orange County fair? <laughs> there could be definitely a better what places to have some of that about? stuff. We're
0: going dumplings where they can steam it, and then whatever, wontons or something. Mm-hmm. They also have, like, some American food there. I didn't try the American food. Any soup?
1: Food. Noodles? any Yeah, like so that? the
0: one stand I really wanted to try, the lines are ridiculous. Like, they're forever long. So, like, I also, I got there at 7 Okay. Papa eats, stops eating at nine. Oh, you got to get in there. I need to eat. Yeah. So I can't like... You can't, yeah. Dick around with the long 20-minute lines. I feel and, that. And watch people play patty cake in front of me.
1: That's one of those places that'd be great to go hit up at like a 4.45, 5 o'clock, walk that's around like, for a little bit, and then grab like something at 5.30.
0: Yeah, that's exactly Kinda. what Madison and I want to do next time is get there right when the park opens, grab dinner, really cool. go do your thing, and then maybe go to like drinks or something afterwards yeah. somewhere. So Um,
1: so we had a very similar situation and end result as well because we ended up going to a place yesterday on Sunday. Really bomb spot. mm -hmm. Asian food. um, It's like your Din Tai Fung, but it's like, you know, it's a little bit more practical in price. It's down in Lake Forest.
0: Really bomb spot. Thank God. Because you know what? Din Tai Fung? Not great. Overrated. It it is. It is overrated. I took it home and I like couldn't be more pissed off and it's outrageously
1: expensive. And it's really not that feeling. Like I could go there. I can throw down 30 dumplings pretty easily.
0: Yeah, soup dumplings with are yeah. hot coming out fresh.
1: Yeah. 30 of those things. Just no problem. Popping those things.
0: In. I think it just blew everyone's <laughs> mind. Um, it, was a gr- a fu- it was a food trend.
1: It's a really good, like, yes, it is a, a very much so, and it, like, made its way over here. It caught fire, caught wind, and everyone was obsessed with it. Well, this place is doing it cheaper, more filling, and way better. I can't wait. Like, bomb, f- like can't dumplings. Wait. They had shallim bao. We did pork, pork and shrimp. We did a Sichuan spicy wonton.
0: Yeah.
1: That was really good. Yeah. And then we had, um... Dumplings as well. And you can get them pan seared where they have like the cornstarch crackling on mm-hmm. like the underside or, yep. or steamed. We got them steamed. Those were really good too. It was like chive and pork, mm. bomb. They had Dan Dan noodles there, hand pulled noodles.
0: I figure what Dan Dan noodles
1: are. It's like a soy sauce. It's like your class. It's just basically like your stir fried noodles kind of, mm. but not quite like chow mein. Like it's sitting more of like a, like a soupy sauce, right, and but two it's not as
0: they're back there making it.
1: Exa- <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> that was really good, but it's also like chili oil and soy sauce. It's just Ooh. like, again, like just right up your alley. Just you an umami put a chili bomb.
0: sauce on my shoe. Yeah,
1: and i'm for it i'm here for it you can
0: drop chili sauce dude i I know you're
1: i know you're not really big on eggs yeah but if you ever do chili oil and you fry eggs in chili oil i could see that you might actually that might be like ooh, i can throw that on
0: the breakfast sandwich exactly right i can do i can do eggs on breakfast sandwiches yes i can do eggs mixed into potatoes I can't just pick up an egg and eat an egg.
1: Yeah, you're not a scrambled egg guy. No, when I was a
0: kid, I used to, like, grouch my uh, scrambled eggs and ketchup. Yeah. (laughs) Bad take, but,
1: I mean, you got... uh, When you're growing up, Mm -hmm. I'm not a big ketchup on, like, eggs guy, but, like, yeah, if you don't like eggs, then, yeah, absolutely. Douse that thing in ketchup. ketchup. Douse it in some maple syrup, maybe. I like ketchup on
0: a breakfast burrito still.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm all the way for that.
0: Yeah, if I go salsa, salsa, ketchup... Salsa, salsa, Mm. maybe another ketchup. See,
1: I'll even like inter, like you know, mix them both. Yeah,
0: you're a psycho like that. Yeah,
1: no, I go, I go crazy on the sauce. It's (laughs) a little, it's a little outrageous.
0: So the the soup dumpling
1: place was fire, really good, and green beans and crushed cucumbered garlics, and it was just like it was unbelievable the food quality that was coming out of there. Yeah, and then what also is really cool is they have. Um, like a frozen section, so I think they must just like crank out the rest of whatever they have because they don't want to use it the next day. They make all the rest of the dumplings, throw them in a freezer. So we bought fifty dumplings for like thirty dollars. Yeah, wow! I bet like Katie was hyped. Oh my! I was. We just pulled trigger on our favorite one. We got like the pork and shrimp bow, fifty of those things for thirty Does bucks. To so you how in the to fridge. heat them up. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's got it on the packaging, but we have like our, we even have like little steamers because we've right. gotten like an H Mart, little like those wooden baskets, the bamboo steamers. Exactly. We never use them because it, I don't know. It's just like, we're never going to make our own, but we, it was like $7 we found. And we're like, Oh, let's just have it just for a rainy day. Let's see if we're ever going to use it. Well, here we go. We get to put it in an action. So really excited for that really bomb place. Got to take you there. Um, I really want to check out that fair food as well, that little Asian market. It sounds fun.
0: Yeah, it was cool. Um, we wanted to try, which is the one thing you had there, which was the spicy chili oil mm. um, wontons. That's what I wanted to do. It was like the longest line there, basically, because it was like some guy making his own spicy chili oil as well, and he sold nice. next to his booth. Next to did it, did you snag any of that? I didn't. I okay, just, you know, like I knew it's probably gonna be twenty bucks. Yeah. I want to drop twenty bucks on chili oil. There's um, a lot
1: of good chili oils you can get for three dollars, or you just make your own. That's what I want to do actually one right.
0: time. I and, just gotta uh, get the ingredients to actually make and, it. And like wanna do it, that drive to do something like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, man, it was cool. Um packed, slammed, full of people. Which makes me nervous now sometimes. Yeah. Like not just like uh it's not just like um it was like two hundred people, it was like should,
1: shoulder to shoulder. Like
0: close down a parking lot, go parking gate three. Yeah. Vibe.
1: I don't know. I, I feel you there. It's not something that you enjoy, really. I mean, I'm kind of that same way as well. Yeah. It's
0: like not my favorite just, thing anymore. Yeah.
1: It's too much. Unless I'm in a foreign country In a city and like in a downtown area. Yeah. Then suddenly I'm okay Downtown's with that. Downtown's
0: fine because it's city. I mean, like when well, I'm in like an event. Yeah. Like a downtown cool, busy, whatever, that's fine with me like, concerts, like, huge, big, packed concerts, not fans I A little stressful. Yeah, it's just, like, I, all I worry about is the parking the whole time.
1: <laughs> and also, like, when we, when you should leave. Right. When's the right time to go? Right. When's too early? You don't want to, like, yeah, you don't want to bail too early, but, like, no. God, everybody stay, like, five minutes too late, and you're right. stuck there an extra 30 minutes.
0: I, like, looked at everyone. I'm like, I'm leaving early because I'm not leaving when this place closes. Really big inconvenience. Yeah. So... It was cool, man. We did that, and then um, we just started watching the RGC, or RBC, my mm. apologies, yep. Canadian Open. Um, Shouts to Nick Taylor. Uh, unreal Tournament. I
1: thought that was, like, apart from the drama that's been going on with the PGA Tour, right? that's been the most riveting thing that's actually happened this year, because before this, it hasn't been like a very eventful golf season. We were kind of just talking about, like, there was a lot of, you know, three, four stroke, you know, winners. There hasn't been a ton of playoffs this year. You know, like, there wasn't, like, a lot of, like, big um, stakes. Like, the majors have been, like, fairly anticlimactic so far.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been riveted. Like, I won. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, watching it. I'm feeling the shots. I'm feeling the energy. But when Nick Taylor made that like front, like, you know, made that comeback and that the couple birdies at the end. He of, went,
1: yeah, on birdie on seventeen unreal from like putt, twelve feet, birdie it. on eighteen from banged like ten it. feet, center cup. The place is going nuts.
0: Man's man is sagging. Yeah. He is <laughs> those, those things are dragging. Yeah. Two huge putts on seventeen, eighteen
1: balls out. I think he shoots sixty four or sixty three in the yeah, final round. Like real low. He also set like a course record and career low, like the round before. I believe he shot like a sixty three in front
0: of his. And the course looked immaculate. Course was the in great fans shape. Fans were amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like
1: all time, it really. It, that I would love to see that event be a designated event in it the future. Be. Like the, I think the state, like the fans alone, that is their one PGA tour event in their country. And like, I feel like that would be, course is gorgeous. Yeah, dude. Gorgeous shape. Super fun to watch that course. They really do a good job setting up the gallery there as well. Huge grandstands, really cool tee boxes where like fans are able to watch like down the sides as well. well. I feel like they got to do a little bit more of that. It was really cool. Um, people are singing like the Canadian National Anthem. When the
0: Canadians show up. So yeah. cool. And you just felt like it was also like Tommy Fleetwood hasn't won one yet.
1: He Nick- was all. Yes. There was more of a storyline for sure with this tournament. Right?
0: right. And they're like, they just both kept playing patty cake and then Nick Taylor bust out the putter and drains it for Eagle from from 7-
1: 72 feet away for forever. It's his career long made like longest made putt on the, on the tour as well. Drains a 72 foot, six inch putt for Eagle to just steal the whole thing. And you would actually argue that Tommy Fleetwood was in a better position to make birdie than Nick Taylor was to make birdie.
0: I agree. Me and uh, I watched it with my uh, father-in-law over the weekend as well. And me and him were locked in just talking about like, why, you know, why are they kind of like, like, why would Tommy Fleetwood take wedge there? I, or iron, why would he? Mm-hmm. Why is he not hitting like hybrid or three way? He just really might not feel comfortable with it because he's always like 40 or 50 yards back.
1: Yeah, he didn't have the right club it's in like his bag,
0: always 40 or 50 he was yards too, back. He
1: was too far back, and then he had to hit like a mini driver off the deck, you know, and then like sent one to the which was a tailor made burner, which is so cool. It is really dope, really sick.
0: It looked like a driver off the deck for a second, it and did. I looked at the club and I was like, That's not, that's the burner. Yeah, I saw him put the hide cover on. Um It was just so cool to watch. I really, really enjoyed it. Um Such a great storyline. The putt was amazing. Even the video afterwards. <laughs> Dude, when like he won and a guy, a guy got tackled. Yeah. Adam and there's like champagne. God. It's like perfect, perfect Canada, like hockey, tackling.
1: Yeah. Like it's broke a streak of like, um, I believe like 68, yeah, nine, sixty nine years from an actual Canadian winning that tournament. Um. yeah dude really really enjoyable at least really for me fun. that was my favorite tournament I've seen all year for for me it was as well I think it was a storyline I think it was you know the anticipation it almost felt like a Ryder Cup President's Cup hybrid right? because you had like Canadians going against like the Europeans because it was Tommy Fleetwood
0: yeah so I guess like when Tommy missed that putt then like all his boys came back like Shane Lowry some other guys yeah. showed up like, Terrell right.
1: Hatton was there as well
0: like, let's get our boy going. here. They even had
1: Mike Weir in the stands for the Canadian team. And he's like going to be the pre- the captain of the president's cup team. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you had um, a few other guys that are, you know, friends of his as well that are coming out to support. It was just very, very much divided, but like rooting for one separate guy.
0: Yeah. I'm a Nick Taylor fan now. Reminded me of the John Ron putts he had at the U.S. Open back when it was. Um, yeah, that was huge. Torrey Pines when he made the. Yeah, like, dude. Like upon 16 and 17 or something that were like, I mean, like infathomable how he would make that.
1: Right. He he drained like some insane putts last year and they were like double breakers down the hill, 40 feet. Just yeah. like locked like, in. to have them. Just center cup.
0: Yeah. Right. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, that's going to be us clicking in uh, <laughs> this weekend.
1: I hope so. But, so, um, dude.
0: I also, I saw a little piece of video content, which was hilarious. Just the highest are so high in golf, right? Like, and I think the mental is so good for these pro players. that It's like really, truly, I read some, I heard some video, I read some or something like that. Like the golf swing between player to player, like doesn't differ that crazy, like as someone's throwing or shooting. Right. Like a golf swing almost always has to be in the same point. A takeoff as it is an impact yep. for the most part. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the Break 90 series with Trent. Yeah. The, yeah, I did. I don't know if I laughed harder than I did on 18. Um, I had if, so many mixed emotions when I, I saw it, that. Watch the whole video. It's a a, a whole story, but spoiler it real quick. Like, he ends up, you know, getting to be able to break 90. It's a series he's been struggling with. Has a real shot at with a par to break it.
1: Yeah, on eighteen, he he steps up there and puts himself in a really good position. But
0: right, he has a shot because
1: usually he's out of it by hole fourteen, and I he's mean, got no sh- that. Maybe even sooner. I've, like, s- I've seen like it 10. been done
0: by like nine or ten, and well, he's already like, no like he's
1: already like sixteen over. You're like, well, that's that's a wrap. Can't right. do it.
0: He's got to like par like four of the next whatever, and he's not doing that. No, exactly. And um, he steps up, and you can feel the nervousness. Like they're getting way too hyped. And it starts on like 16 as well. Right. And like it's building, it's
1: mounting. And like, they're like, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel because then they hop up on the 18. They yeah. made a huge bogey putt on 17. Right. Step up to the 18 tee box and the emotions and like the stress levels where you could, you could feel the tension in it's the like air. palpable. Yeah, you can do it.
0: Yeah. And then he ends up just topping it straight into the weeds straight right. into the weeds done <laughs> right. and i i don't know if i've felt anything more in my bones like i would a hundred percent do that that's a hundred percent me there yeah like that it's the pressure like you get a
1: moment to break 80 yeah and you know you're there and yeah. you like make par and you like you have to get off the tee. mm-hmm it's a lot of stress. It's a
0: lot of stress. It's a sometimes. lot of stress. I mean, I've stared down the barrel of breaking eighty, and I flounder. <laughs> I think you were,
1: um, you were like through twelve or something like that, and you were only like three or four over. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, I have something going here. And then,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have a real shot at it,
1: yeah. and then the wheels came off the and I'm bus. And like, buddy, don't look at the scorecard. You're good. Just play. It's out of sight. And you're like, nope, it's not out of sight. <laughs> I'm living in it. i <laughs> it. I got a real shot here, and I think he went. I think he went double, double triple, double. double.
0: yeah, like, yeah. Just sh- like, and I shot like an eighty-six or something. Yeah. Still, and, and you've been like, dude, if you shot a normal eighty-six, you'd be hyped. I'm like, yeah, but like the point is, I could have. Easily broken. See, but here's Easy.
1: here's the thing though too is that you know I I think that was a good thing because every everyone needs to feel that. Yeah, you know, clearly that's I've done like, it that's, twice that's, now. That's the takeaway. Everyone needs to feel it, right? Trent, that's the first time he's felt it. If I was gonna be shocked if he parted that last hole Me without too. any hiccups, you know, I was actually shocked he made it to eighteen.
0: Right. I was like, no way, this man's... I mean, I was. It says a lot about him and what they're doing over there, and that, like him actually starting to practice. Thank God. He looks good. Yeah. His
1: swing. But, but like, I feel like a lot of golfers and yourself included just need to, I would see that right. that it's there and like, know that you like, okay, I'm just, I am that good now.
0: Right. I also know? don't have the clutch gene. I thought I do. I really thought I did. I would love to be that guy for us, but I just don't dude. <laughs> some guys have it and some guys don't. And I don't have it. I'm like, I feel like you could have it. I mean, I've have had moments. Yeah. But I like visualize it immediately when I'm stepping up there that's going wrong. I'm not <laughs> thinking that I'm actually gonna be able to do it. You don't get more dialed in? No. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out of body. Um I've done a couple I mean, I've hit some game winners like NJB or something yeah. stupid or big plays, but nothing like uh, in a golf game where like we need a putt for me was the last time you're like, oh, we needed a putt? Okay, maybe like the last
1: I feel like the last scramble tournament, you had a couple of putts that were like, wow, that was that was useful. We we needed that. Right.
0: I mean, but like I Most,
1: had mostly like six footers. Yeah, you know, where you're just like rolling them in there first. I'm like, oh my God, that's great. Because I didn't want to hit that putt. That's <laughs> all on
0: me. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's a little better when I don't have the ball on my court. But that wasn't the biggest golf news this weekend, buddy.
1: No, this past week. Uh, big stuff happening. Yeah,
0: we're not going to call it the merger.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good point. You know, it's not. I think they really made a wrong move calling it that in the first place. It's just,
0: it's just clickbait. It's an absorption. Yes, and um, you called it that. Let's just quickly break it down for the people. Andrew, why don't you give them a, a little rundown of it? Well, I think
1: by now everyone kind of knows what's going on because it was all over the place, right? You know, basically. Uh, the way that I'm understanding, and you can chime in it as well. Yeah. Is real that quick,
0: th- before you get into this, sorry to interrupt. Um, we're not experts. I watched videos yeah. and clips. I haven't read the documents. I haven't read the letter.
1: No, I'm we're not going to spend all that time.
0: I've watched some very educated people talk about it, and I trust their opinions.
1: Well, we're not going to be able to read through the lines when, when you got lawyer documents in front of us. No, that's not, we've, that's worried, not us. we've already <laughs>
0: determined being a lawyer isn't my strong suit. So anyways, <laughs> go ahead. Um, yeah, you know,
1: like the PGA Tour eventually was going to run out of money, essentially. And this is kind of like a good thing, you know?
0: Because of the competition that Liv produced.
1: Exactly, exactly. Because the Saudis have so much money, they can effectively just keep the league going. We were, the PJ Tour was already dipping into their sponsors this year and it was putting a strain on that, offering the same product. That's not really going to turn any more heads besides just the drama itself.
0: Right. RBC, why don't you give us another $10 million at your, you know, RBC Classic down in Har- uh, town and. We'll give you the same people, but like the same product, but with like less people.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, you could definitely do that. But again, I just think as well, you know, the longer the live kept going, you know, they were going to keep trying to push bigger players might have to go over because like, they're uh, like staring. There's Yeah. Yeah. You were telling me about that. They were staring 500 million in the face. You're just like, well, uh, it's like set, set for life. Like and I am I get to play way majors? good. And you can also just pick your own schedule, kind of. Like, you only play in eight tournaments minimum. That's it. Like, a year. Yeah. So, again, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was the opportunity and, like, the competition was going to be... It's a little bit too stiff, even though the PJ Tour offers a better product, one would argue. Um, but, effectively, this absorption, I think, the best is, is, is great, ultimately, because the PJ Tour is going to be you know, absorbing all of the public funding or whatever the Saudis want to give. Yeah. And it also just eliminates live entirely. Like they're, they're just, it's, it's like a null and void. Leak yeah, now. basically it exist. like
0: people who think, you know, like the live one, like you didn't like, you did about as much research as we did on your social media ends. And from what I'm hearing is that the PGA tour remains in full control. The majority voting rights, yep, and that the Live will now be under their control because the public from from Saudi owns Live. Mm. Like Greg Norman has no decision at all in the merger, exactly. or had no clue it was happening. Exactly, like that's how high over this this is over Greg Norman's head. Like mm. he's the the guy for Live, and he had no clue it was yeah. Happening. It was basically between like five or six people. Right. And they kept the hush-hush, which is super impressive. And um, like you said, I think it overall is a good, uh, overall good thing. But.
1: I just don't like, I mean, you can say your thoughts as well. I just don't like the way that they did it. There was a couple of things that were, correct, you know, like president or uh, commissioner Monaghan, just that's the PGA tours commissioner. I, I just think that the way that he approached it, if this was something I know you were like combating it and I know you were like trying to resist players from going over to live. Right. And like really exclaiming that the PJ tour offers a better product. And like, do you want to, you know, be playing for a league that you have to apologize for because the Saudis are like, we're responsible for nine 11 and blah, blah, blah. Like the Mm -hmm. position that he took was very, very extreme. And then to not even like, it's not even a year later. And then they call it like a merger, and it was obviously like probably ten months after that he was in discussions about making this happen. And so for me, it, it was a little bit like up, like upsetting at first. It was shocking, yeah. And then once I like stepped back, right, I was like, okay, this is this is a good thing, you know. But my initial reaction was, what the fuck's going on, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um. Like you said, like, overall, the financials of it make sense. It sucks. I don't want it to be a Saudi backed fund, but you gotta, like, look in the face. Like, I don't appreciate it, and it's hard for me to support because, like, be hypocritical of me if I was, like, why would you do that? You know, it's backed by bad money, but at the same time, like, business is business. I, I have an iPhone, like, yeah, you know what I mean? I wear Nikes. It's just,
1: it, it's just crazy because the amount of you know, just money talks, right? Money rules. And it's just like almost no matter what you believe in. It's, it is kind of crazy that like, well, everything's got a price, you know, is right. what is what, is what it kind of feels like. And at, it, at it times. sucks to
0: feel that way because you would like and hope, but the PGA tour promised too much without enough um, fixing things. And they could not yeah. do it quick enough. And they couldn't even really do it because of the way the corporation was set up. They couldn't like fix a lot of the issues so it's, it's also
1: a player-ran, you right. know, um, tour, league. Right. So, again, without having, like, as much of, like, a board and, like, I'm. Sh- it sounds different. Again, I'm not an expert from, like, the NFL, the NBA. Like, it's different. Well, those are
0: for-profit companies. PGA Tour inherently is not for profit. There we go. So they have to do things very differently. Mm-hmm. So now with part of this merger all the Saudi money is going into a for-profit company that the PGA Tour has oversight on. Oh, I didn't know that. I believe that's how it's working. Okay, got it. So this is like a new, the absorption, is going into a new PGA Tour fund, uh, branch of their business that's for-profit. Okay. The PGA Tour part is still a non-profit. Got it, okay. Got it. So it's like a branched, off, from what I understand, like a branched off okay. business. Okay, that was
1: going to be my my guess, actually, what right. was going to happen. That was going to be a prediction of mine. Like maybe this will become a profitable league and it's going to actually change the infrastructure of the league. And so maybe it's going to
0: happen. It, it will like have it's to. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's things that I really don't enjoy about. Like the players who decide to stay need to be compensated. I know it will happen because there's no option.
1: Yeah, have to.
0: There's no option. Like the PGA Tour players who maybe can like actually prove they got contract offers, not just be like, I need more money because I didn't go. It's like, well, you didn't get a contract offer. (laughs) (laughs) Like let's actually physically prove that people turn down a massive pay cut. Let's reward those people. Rory needs a bonus. Whatever you're paying Rory, he needs a stipend of something new. He needs a
1: stipend big time because the, the I mean, I, the amount of shock that that man must have felt and the wave of emotions, just like how we found out, right? Just like on Twitter from right. a text, like what the heck? And, and then he, that and happens. He, was your,
0: he might have saved your company.
1: Yeah, he was the one fully backing it the entire way. I feel like Justin Thomas was very, very vocal about it as well.
0: Justin Thomas, Rory. Rom wasn't because apparently Rom was going to join Liv, and that was also another huge reason why the talks ended because I guess they were in the final stages of Rom's contract. And Rom actually just played all his practice rounds with Liv guys today.
1: Yeah, so that would have been brutal for the tour to lose him.
0: It would have been too much. You lose him there, it's it's a huge, huge blow to the league. Yeah. Because if Rom's leaving, then like... What's stopping Scotty? What's stopping you know? Yeah, because they're essentially
1: just going to be squaring off, you know, in majors, and it it make it would make sense for Rom to leave potentially. You know, he's like from Spain. He's got boys over there. You know, I know he like does doesn't he reside in Florida though?
0: No, Arizona. That's right,
1: Arizona. Right. So, I don't know. I, I think ultimately it's a good thing. I just feel for the guys that were fully loyal like you were saying. There's got to yeah, be some need, sort of compensation. They
0: need compensation. That will, that will come. Like Rory even after day 1 was changing his tune. Like good for like good for golf, yeah. but like bad move. I think Mahaha eventually needs to get off the board. He can't be on the board anymore after this. I think it's I think he needs to handle the merger cuz he's done well with the business side of it. And after that, he needs to go. And uh, a player-centric CEO needs to come into the league now. This guy is all about paying the sponsors, and the sponsors get the money. And I get it. That's where it's. If you look at it like past this, and you think of it, he's a CEO of a title company. Mm -hmm. Like he's doing his job, but unfortunately, and what's cool about his job is he's not doing it. He's doing it for a pro sport with people and personalities and storylines. Mm-hmm. And he needs to also be a CEO for the players. Like That's he, fair. He needs to like make his product happy because there is no product without
1: the players. True. Maybe there's going to be... Uh, I, they kind of already have that now. I don't know what the board is like officially made up
0: of. It's like, I think, four people... Three or PGA. One is the owner of the Saudi fund or something. Okay, okay. Which you know who and also this is all just like handshake deals. It's that's not true. even been approved by the government, our United States government, which is going to be heavily investigated. Heavily investigated. The, oh, the yeah. lawyers already came out, and it's already looking not great. Mm. So like that's and you know what that might just be enough. That might be enough for the the live to end because I think the Saudis really all they from my theory is all they really ever wanted to do is just get into the PGA tour to talk to their sponsors, to get into American business and this whole about we will invest in golf because we care about golf is BS because like they gave up live already. Mm, That's an interesting take. And so what they're really, their main goal is here is just to get in with American sponsors and there's no better way of doing it than having a press box at PGA tournament. Like there's always big wigs. The money is always at golf tournaments. They have a box. They don't care about having a say. They don't want to. They don't want to manage the tour. They just want the money and the business that comes with it. And um, interesting. It's another, never. I didn't think of it like that. But yeah, so I definitely see that. If it doesn't go through, the Saudis will have no reason to pursue an avenue like this and they'll just go find another sport.
1: That's fine. You know, like I, I but at the same time, are they going to be able to get in? They've already like made a voice, you know?
0: Well, I think, yeah, like they'll find another way of getting in with another company or figuring out another avenue of this. Like, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, they'll try like F1 if they're not already all over F1. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they'll, they'll go another avenue, or I don't know, because I don't think they would ever want to run live. I think after this year, live's dead.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, are you saying if it doesn't go through? Yeah, let's say the, if it
0: doesn't go through, they just go back to live. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how that's. Like, then the PGA Tour has to make changes. It so has then, to. Then they'll figure it but out. But effectively, they could just run live
1: until forever. Yeah. they They have the money.
0: Right. But like, they're also like, from what I hear, very like they're actually business people. Like they're very, they have a very, sure. they have a very clear motive of what they want, and apparently that's like all they have been wanting is this. Got it, thing. got it. Okay, I've heard these rumors running around. Like they're like very about their business. They don't do things to lose money. That's guess, why they're billionaires.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess you know you don't have you just don't stumble upon a hundred billion
0: dollars. Yeah, like I like, mean, maybe some of them are like oil tycoons, but for the most part. Yeah. Like these guys understand business, that makes sense. Uh,
1: There's no reason for them to, right? If they didn't want, if it doesn't happen, what they were and their end goal was to get in touch with the PGA Tour and make all of those connections. If that doesn't happen, then the whole thing's kind of just like, eh, let's just throw it to the side. If that's true,
0: we'll see. But they might be so pissed off, they're like, we're gonna bury your leak, and they might now. They might if John Rom is really that guy like, and wants to go to live, which is, hey, Rom, disgusting. Like, I don't, like, I'm still not a live fan. Like, if I was a PGA Tour player and I was Rory McIlroy, I would sleep comfortably knowing that I'm going to be financially taken care of for the rest of my life regardless. Mm -hmm. I didn't need that extra 500 million. And I I stuck with something I actually believe in. And I didn't just... Move or ditch for cash? Like
1: I agree with you. Like I sleep soundly at night. You would feel bad if you sold out for a paycheck, maybe.
0: For me personally, yeah. Now I'm talking about well off. Now, if Liv came up to me in my current state, I don't (laughs) give a shit. Right? I gotta get paid. Right. Or if you've never
1: you know, if you're like first year on the PGA tour and you know you're thirty four you, know you don't have it? Yeah, and you're thirty four and you just like randomly got your card by luck or you're a sponsor exemption, they gave you like a fifty million dollar like contract. Yeah. You're like, yes, please, let's let's do
0: it. Right. Like you need that cash. Like it's different circumstances, but that like the secrecy I didn't like, like you kinda said, and like it's just um it just doesn't feel right it doesn't feel good. Like it's a good business move. It's a great business decision.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that no matter what you may believe in or want to believe in at the end of the day, it's business and it's money. And so, you know, at some point it just doesn't really matter because you want what, like what maybe you care about for golf is going to go away. And so like, you don't want to lose that tradition or legacy. And so you just had to sell out to make that happen. So if it does go through, I don't know. Hot topic. I would love to hear what other people think because I felt like we have our opinions. I yeah. didn't, I didn't realize that the Saudis were in it for like business and like to, you know, get in their foot in the door.
0: I've heard rumors. That was didn't like their that was, ultimate goal. And they are very driven yeah. by that goal since day one of starting this league. Yeah. Really <clears> cool. <throat> I didn't know that. So, so they're about their business. Um, someone who doesn't just accept money cause money is king yeah (laughs) is our boy messy well you know
1: what you can make an argument that this man has got enough money to build like an entire kingdom already
0: that's what i'm saying but like so then why why would rom doesn't have messy money but he has money the man's got enough money for multiple generations he is a smart guy his money isn't gonna go away he's only gonna make more of it like
1: yeah because you're gonna think that he's gonna have another five to ten Easy, pretty good years in the PGA and that's tour. just
0: sponsorships too. He probably has investments. He'll start a business. Like he's not dumb with money. But right. Messi is coming to the MLS and is coming Inter-Miami. to Miami. Like unreal spot for him. Dev- David Beckham, an old teammate of his, runs that club, owns that club, and arguably brought MLS to the pedigree that even is currently at. Yep. Totally agree. And then also now is going to partner with Messi, and Messi gets certain like percentages of the club. Like, um, it's like a two and-
1: year, hundred million dollars, right, for mm-hmm. the contract. And then I believe he has the ability to actually buy like ownership of the stock or, sorry, of the club once he retires. Yeah. And who doesn't also want to live in Miami? That sounds fantastic. Being my, you know how much money Miami
0: would give <laughs> oh me? my God. He's like, God, i be like 500, 600 million, eat, like, net worth. Net worth. Uh, yeah, for right? sure. For sure. And I was going to live in Miami. Easy. Just won the World Cup. What uh, else does this man need?
1: After this, like, after, and he, like, let's say, like, I think this is such a big deal. I think this is probably one of the biggest things that could happen to U.S. soccer.
0: You know, I was just, it was so funny. I was just thinking the same thing. I, I was saying it. And I kind of got like a little bit of like, ooh, this is crazy to talk about because it's going to affect like our kids playing this sport. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it could
1: definitely have like definitely um, like some groundbreaking stuff that happens like more people might actually want to come over and play with Messi. Right. You know, and actually to add on to that point, I wanted to, this is like a little bit of fun information and rumors that are going around Mm -hmm. is that he's taking or might be looking to take Jordi Alba over to play with him. He might be playing with Sergio Busquets as well. (laughs) And Luis Suarez for what? To go play their team for a super. Well, they're all 35, 36 years old. So they're not really like a... Like, it wouldn't be like a super team. It'd be more of like a... Let's just cut all of our bullshit aside. We've already made so much money because they're all in very... They're not as like... No. Prestigious as Messi, obviously. like Messi, that is,
0: Messi can still play to where
1: he wanted to right now. Of course. But like those guys are in like good league still, but they just want to come and play together and like relive like the glory days because they're all such good friends. And so that would be groundbreaking if even one of those players like let's just say like busquets comes over yeah that would be huge because you know he could just run the midfield like a sergeant out there and just change the game and Messi's out there in the midfield with them
0: it's gonna change the game regardless of what's going on just because he, every time we get these european players in soccer that come over america takes a huge jump in talent yes like the games and tickets are already sold out for messi
1: All of their home games. I saw like a little report or like a little ticker or whatever. And Dude, all of them within almost 24 hours.
0: They're going to make their money back on Messi's contract within like the first year. The tickets before,
1: because I was looking at um, Inter Miami comes over to LAFC. I was already looking at the schedule and all that. September 3rd. And the ticket prices are $500 for that one for general admission standing Five hundred dollars, and all of their normal ticket prices for any other game, yeah, were like forty five dollars. I went and clicked on any other game at LAFC, forty five bucks for that like general admission ticket.
0: Yeah, it's not like crazy, and it's like one of the f- and they're great games to go. They're super fun. I'm going to go see him next year.
1: Yeah, have to
0: have to you're gonna have to take the L on that. I saw my favorite player, Steven Gerrard, uh, LA Galaxy, and it was so much fun. We also saw Ibrahimovic play unreal and he looked like he was like a man among boys and he was well out of his prime he was clapping people in the mls he scored like two or three goals when we saw him I mean, play and he looked like he was playing and having fun yeah he was the whole offense it's, was like good. running M- through Messi him. is going to break the single season scoring record if they put him at striker or winger yeah no he's issue. gonna just like if he creating... has one guy who can pass the pass the rock to him
1: they're, That's exactly why they want that. That's why he wants Luis Suarez to run dual strikers mm-hmm. and Busquets in the midfield and out Jordi Alba because he can just lock, lock up anyone, left back, right back, whatever. I think he
0: just go out and win back
1: to back years. I think uh, Jeremy Yedlin plays on that club too. Really. I think so. I thought I thought I saw like a like a screenshot. I don't keep up with the MLS, but I thought I saw that going again. to don't quote me on Going to
0: now. I mean, I, I get back into the MLS.
1: Um, and, and the I'm NHL. going to now. That was that was the most shocking news that I've that I saw mm-hmm. like this past week. I, you know, I think even more so than like the uh, absorption, it rattled me when I saw really? that. Yeah, it really got to me. I'm like, oh my god, we can go see Messi play in the MLS because are I, I you know I'm never gonna see Messi play. Ever. Realistically, like he's now 36. I'm never going to see him play. Now suddenly I can see him play. He's like my favorite soccer player of all time.
0: Yeah. So we got to go make that happen next year. We'll just buy tickets. It won't matter. We'll just do it.
1: And I think the reason why we're not into soccer or else we would totally be more into it is that all of the games in the Premier League in England? They're all like they run at like 10 a.m. You know, like right. we just we just can't catch them over here during the week. Like you know, it just doesn't really we don't cover it very well. No, and so I'm really hoping that this really just ignites, you know, a little bit more of a soccer craze because it's happening and it's kind of been like under the radar. But I think it's ready this to take the next step, I think this might blow the top off.
0: And um, it's actually funny when I was like me and you were obsessed with soccer. Um, I think it's because we, we could be,
1: though, because we were able to watch more games. We, we were right. really into FIFA, obviously. Like That kind of helps. We but. were
0: like... and then At one point, I wanted to become like into European soccer. I wanted to be in some sort of business like that. And um, I was doing like a report about American players and why they're not going to the next level and stuff like that. And um, it was actually funny. It was a lot of these European like Premier League teams and stuff like that were telling... The MLS, no, like you can't like players not to go like they're veterans like Steven Gerrard and David Beckham. And, you know, the list goes on and on. These legends, Frank Lampard, I think, was over here. Rooney was over here like Mm -hmm. these legends coming over here and retiring. They're like playing year or two. What's happening is American players are dedicated, way more dedicated to like physical health. They're stronger. They're faster. They have crazier legs. Like, we're just really athletic because... We just
1: have a larger amount of people to pull from as well.
0: Right. We have hu- a huge amount of bodies. And if you teach them the intric- intricacies of the game, which, like, the Europeans know, like, we're a very dangerous country for soccer.
1: I would agree. Um, you know, a lot of it also has to do with the fact that they just play from the age of, like, three years old. Right. Right. And that's, like, all they do. You know, they go to those, it's like, like their life. they go to, like, a, academy schools. And, like, that's where you learn all of, like, the intricacies. That's where you, like, learn all of, like, your IQ. Maybe you're undersized when you're growing up. And you need right. to, like, learn how to, like, finesse your body and body faints and all that kind of stuff.
0: It's, so um, it's going to be fun. We're definitely going to be watching that. It's uh, really exciting. It's just one goat to the next because the French Open here with the uh, Novak winning... May have just stamped himself as the best tennis player of all time. I think so, man. And it's it's hard
1: for me to say because I'm I'm not a big uh, Novak Djokovic fan. I'm not either. He's kind of just neutral for me. Um, some people like him. Some people don't really like him.
0: I'm I the majority new- people don't like him. Yeah, I don't think he's got a huge pool of people. And I don't really know why him. that. I don't know why that is. Is he a dick? Uh, he's not like a dick, but he's like undertone cocky. I mean if you, win, really if you win
1: twenty three su- majors, I think you can be a I little mean, cocky. Agreed.
0: I'm <laughs> just telling you, like the vibe I get from a little cocky. He's a good dude. Like it's just typical sports media. Like, you know, there's gotta be something a heel. To bash on him or something. Right. He's a great guy, like does a lot of charity, like actually genuinely a like, good human being. There's like but like bad sportsmanship. Like bro he used to break a lot of rackets. Yeah. When the doll and Federer were having their rivalries, like it like Jokovic, like felt like he was stealing majors from them mm. like you know like when those two guys were popping off it was yeah like they were I, the gods and joker was like you know whatever Djokovic. i would uh
1: you know i i just yeah again it's just one of those things that you watch him play and it's like it, it just amazes me because i was watching him in the semifinals. um i was actually kind of bummed that the Alcaraz match it yeah. didn't really turn out the way that I was hoping for. I actually like, I was hyped. I like recorded it. I love watching major tennis, like the semifinals and finals.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff.
1: It's really good stuff. You good can, stuff. I can really lock in, and it's a lot of mind games. It's a lot of strategy. It's a lot of, um, it's just the in, how incredibly in shape they are as well. Right. Like you, I cannot run around for four hours sprinting all over the place. You hit like I don't know how many serves you hit, dude. Two hundred serves. In I, a I match? just no I don't clue know. how they are in that type of shape. So the fact that Novak Djokovic has been doing this for like almost twenty years now, and he's mm-hmm. thirty six years old, it's just like unheard of. And he looks like he is just in some of the. He's not maybe not moving quite as fast, but still in some of the best shape that he's ever been in his entire life. And he's looks like he's not slowing down. Nadal had season ending like hip surgery. Obviously Federer is retired. He's at 20 and Nadal's at 22. And so he's like coming back for like Nadal's coming back for one more year. And, and Novak he, he Djokovic. He might
0: come back and play well. Who yeah, knows? he
1: might. He might have one more year in him, but I thought he said he was going to retire after this next no, season. No, you're right.
0: And I and I heard that too. Yeah. Um, Djokovic's game feels like it's like death. It like feels like you know it's coming and you're just trying to fend it off for as long as you can. Dude, that, that's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because that's exactly what,
1: um, I forget the dude's first name, but Rude, uh-huh. the guy that, they played, that Djokovic played in the finals, it's exactly what he said. He's like, it's unbelievable because there's no give in his game. I'm just trying to do my best to stay in the fight as long as I possibly could.
0: Yeah, it feels like it feels like um like you got like a am like a crocodile in your like in his jaws like you know it's you inevitable. know it's coming you know the end result like it's going to happen to you and it's just like it looks like he just puts desperation on other players. It's I think it really has to do with the
1: fact that he's called the best uh receive or uh returner of all time and he's just able to flip when you're serving he's able to flip himself into the offensive position so so easily you know and he, you're like
0: oh i'm out, i'm out of position again
1: again and i'm right. serving i should be the one playing offense right. right now right in the prime time of it um this, so i know i know you don't follow a ton of tennis no. but we got to go and check out the Palm Springs tournament I yeah, Indian Wells we need
0: chris to step up big for the boys i got to reach out to him again because i would i'm down to go do that we just need like if we can get that you know hook up it would be all time be really fun to go do that um but the house yeah. there'll be a, we'll, we'll we'll have a blast at it mm-hmm. um, the serbia nation in general are having a huge come up because now jokovic tonight won uh, the nba championship finals mvp mm-hmm. nuggets first time in the finals won o in the finals um shout out to the nuggets um they are a basketball team yeah really solid um, from soup to nuts they are <laughs> soup to nuts. You, you've never heard soup no, to nuts before. I've never heard that, that one before. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> 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 what, what does that even mean? Like from uh, some everything,
0: like everything in between. Yeah, basically soup to nuts. Like yeah, it's, okay, it's, it's all of it. <laughs> like they just they work. I mean, they, they all know their role.
1: They it's, shot horrifically tonight, and I was I actually was hope pulling for the Miami because I was one in the underdog, and I. I was wishing the Miami heat lost because they played so bad,
0: right? Like I don't understand. I like Jimmy Butler a lot. Don't get me wrong. He played great. The whole priest, like the whole season, he did good and definitely in the postseason. He came back to himself. I have almost can guarantee there's a report coming out that I was injured and a torn severe,
1: ligament in the ankle something severely injured from that ankle injury he had earlier or whatever.
0: Boy, how did that man suck in the finals? I've never seen a man just kind of play so bashful. Like for being like your number one superstar, being and he's like telling everyone he's him and he he's like soaking in this like Exuding this confidence, but he like, I'm listening. and then just vanishes on the court.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm watching a... the game with Katie, yeah, and she goes, Where is Jimmy Butler? I haven't seen him. Where Where is he? He's They're like, like nine It's like points. He's like, It's not, it wasn't tonight, but like many games over the course of the last two, three games, like mm-hmm. games two, three, four. She asked, where's Jimmy Butler? Like, once, every single game. And I'm like he's right there. He's on the court. He's been in the last five minutes. She's like, what?
0: Yeah. What is he doing? And you got your, like, <laughs> no names who haven't been drafted taking shit. You got Duncan Robinson going off pick and rolls and hitting your layups. Balling like, out. He can't be your number one option. Um, Kyle Lowry played great. <coughs> unreal.
1: Bam bio. I want to give a little shout out to Bam because I wasn't a big Bam fan. No. And, like, I don't... I thought he was a little overrated. Um, but... My God, if they didn't, if the Heat didn't have Bam and he didn't step up, they would have been smacked by 30 every single game. Every
0: game. He came in and balled out.
1: It's um, grabbing boards, playing rock solid defense. The offense running through him, 70% of the plays. Yeah. And I don't know how many minutes that man played. A lot. 42 minutes. Like, it's just like ridiculous the amount of minutes that he played. And he's hustling. Running up and down the court in Denver, right? i like, I was watching the games. I was shook how he was playing.
0: He played unreal. And uh, real quick back on the Jimmy thing. Like, I think what bugs me about it most is that like he was living off this confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, I listened to podcasts and everyone's like, Jimmy's that guy. He's always been that guy in practice. Like, he's always that guy in games. It's post game Jimmy. Jimmy's talking shit on post, Like, like post-game interviews, like... Yeah, he's like rolling up shirtless, you know. Can't talk, can't talk shit on me. You know, I show up when you talk. I love when you talk. Dude comes out, like, doesn't touch the Easter Conference Finals trophy because he says I'm going to get the next one. Right. And then comes out and lays (laughs) an egg. You can't do that. No. You can't go around... You can't be
1: a team that... Team's number one and just, like, saying you're the man and then just show up and, and shoot... Under forty percent for the entire series.
0: And like and non existent non timely buckets till tonight where you hit like three threes where they needed it. But like untimely buckets, bad turnovers, bad shot selection.
1: The only thing that was maybe saving him was like an occasional steal here or there. Right. Like I don't I don't know. It's it's it rough. It's just
0: clear to me that Jimmy can't be your number one option, which is hard because Jimmy game is number one option basketball. It's ISO ball. Yeah. And it's a lot of pump fake and jab steps into the bucket and trying and getting you up in the air and little just, like
1: mid range fallaways, 15 footer. He's great at that. He just didn't show up. And it was, it was shocking actually. If, if he put together a somewhat decent series, they would have actually maybe been still playing at this point, but maybe
0: he had a, maybe he had a shot, at but I
1: don't know because yet again, the nuggets are just a rock solid team. Like you were talking about. And Jamal Murray is a really great basketball player. Um, and obviously you have the joker out there. That's just, you know, just give him the ball and he's not going to do no wrong with
0: it. It's either going in the hoop or he's passing in the open man. And they have a great shot. Yeah. It. And the only reason
1: why they barely squeaked out a W is because they shot. I don't know. They missed like 25 wide open threes. Like, I mean, like wide open. They just
0: couldn't hit. They couldn't hit anything. And they still won. Um, I think, you they also shot like 50% from the free throw line, dude. Yeah. They just couldn't shoot the ball and they still yeah. they still won, which is just saying they locked down other areas. This the starting five is gonna be around for a couple more years. They have they're all under contract still. Um they're only gonna get better on the offseason because that's who their team is now. The Nuggets are. I think Jokic changed basketball because I think you're gonna to have to start seeing a lot more two centers um in the playoffs if you want a shot, because Jokic needs a designated five on them a body who's just going to play defense the lakers did it way back in the bubble yeah um where they had dwight and javel switch off on right um,
1: and you had a guy like roaming so that right. he, if he it decided it would, to go to the a middle, guy it was
0: anthony davis mm-hmm. so anthony davis was roaming so like if he did want to take a shot not only did he have to go through like a very athletic javel McGee, the very experienced dwight howard in amazing shape yeah you also had to try to shoot over anthony davis as well
1: yeah they also just combat it with like pretty good size as right. well. Like so the like nuggets I think, do.
0: I think the teams are just gonna have to change like Golden State, there's no chance Golden State's teams ever touching the nuggets. There's no way
1: I think uh, I think you're absolutely right, um, because there really hasn't been a big man that's been able to pass the ball this effectively and just run such pure offense and also just be a, just a lethal shooter. like you have from to put- anywhere.
0: You're five on them, and if your five is actually a four and your four is actually a three, like, there's no then you have Aaron Gorin jamming on you left and right. Right. And you also have Michael
1: Porter Jr. that's 6'10". Right. He's not the most physical player in the world, but he's still 6'10". Right.
0: Like, they're too big, and you're and every uh, you going to watch the NBA get a lot bigger now.
1: Jamal Murray is also just a really solid dude as well. Timely at point buckets. Card.
0: Every time you're like, oh, man, he's the so shot smooth. clock is going down. They need this bucket here to really ice him. One stop for Miami could change this series yeah. right now. Jamal Murray fade away from the three. Right. Bang. Splash it.
1: Bang. They also just have Contavious Caldwell Pope, and they also have, um, forgetting the dude's first name, but Brown as well. He's kind of young. I don't know where he's sitting out in his contract, but just really athletic, strong, physical guards as well. Like they're just a well built basketball team.
0: Yeah, it's um pretty pretty impressive stuff. Um, two guys who also are going to show up big are the boys here. We got our scramble this weekend. And um, I'm really excited, buddy. I would love to throw out some predictions for the people out here. Um, we're going
1: gonna to put something in the atmosphere, and it could it could very well fire back at us. I think
0: two under is a great score for us. I think that's
1: a good score for us. Last year, we went even par. Correct. This year, we're, we're I think we can get the flat six going a little bit. And, God, I hope so. And remove bogeys from the card. Right. If we have one bogey, Fine. Mm-hmm. D- won't like it, but if we have zero bogeys, I think we can push the three to four would be great. I think that would be an unbelievable day if we got to four or under.
0: Yeah. Cause we will lose our minds if we go four. that's going to be our, like our
1: breaking 80 moment. We're going to shit the bed. Right, <laughs>
0: That'd be fun though. It'd be fun. Cause I, you know, we, we're going to work on what we've talked about. We, we aired out our laundry about why we're playing bad together. Mm hmm. You're going to be working on your body this whole weekend with the stretching, making sure the back is have tight. Been. Yeah. And I'm going to do some yoga to make sure my body's feeling right. We're going to get both get lots of sleep Friday night. Yeah. Have to. And then we're going to wake up nice and early Saturday morning at the course. Rolling putts. No wa- that's watch, Watching
1: each other swing, standing behind each other, talking through shots. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be. We have a different mindset here. We're gonna try and see if this is is actually gonna be something that works out. Because, damn, dude, we just want to do well.
0: I just want to do well because we're always gonna be partners. So we gotta figure it out at some point.
1: And if we find a winning recipe, I think that would be fun for us. And or at least if we put a few holes together,
0: right? Great. Like then we have something come back. I know. We're never just like cruising. No, it's never like, oh, this is easy right now for us. I'm always like, ooh, got out of that one. (laughs) Ooh. Every every time, dude. (laughs) Ooh, we dodged that (laughs) bullet. We dodged the bullet again. Um, But yeah, and um, you know, there's bullets you can dodge and there's some you can't. And with the US Open coming this weekend. Oh my God, dude. This course looks like you can't put the balls in certain places. (laughs) It's so
1: funny, dude. I was watching like there was a couple Instagram posts, and it's like all over the place, right? Because the U.S. Open just loves to just torture their players, right? Right. And then like there's guys, the greens, the you know the grounds crew that's like dropping balls into the rough, and it's like the Monday before the tournament's even starting. So you go there on like a Saturday or a Sunday. They trim it up. You might like you might like lose your ankles in there.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it keeps it keeps its length. They just trim it. Well, in certain areas, they let it go. They they'll let it go to like four or five inches, I think,
1: in certain wow. in certain areas. Well, you guys, you
0: go, fully disappearing.
1: Yes, the ball is fully disappearing in mm. certain areas, dude. Like you got to be way off the beaten path to be in a real deep stuff in the cabbage, right? Way in the cabbage, and uh, this
0: is the true in the cabbage, right the, here.
1: It is, and it's a fun. It's it, this. And uh, the Masters are my two favorite major tournaments to watch.
0: Yeah, this is going to be fun. It's good. I'm going to be early on Father's Day watching all Sunday, so we'll just go live Yep. um, so we can just text each other. But, um, yeah, man, uh, we got a little predictions for us. Why don't you give the people an update on who we're going with?
1: Mm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Rewind a little bit back to that Memorial tournament. Um, I got that first or um, I picked a little bit lower average. So I'm going picking first for this uh, for this weekend. And I think a lot of our picks here, buddy, I'm looking at I'm looking at them. I I like our picks for this week because we both kind of pick guys that could scramble pretty well and drive the ball down there. Um, And that's got to be a really consistent theme because there's a couple holes on this tournament or sorry, in this tournament that are like. 285 yard par three, 270 yard par threes. Yeah. And like the greens are just running at like a 13 stimp, which is basically like rolling a ball down like a wooden like hallway. Yeah. They're
0: like, (laughs) I'm like on the fairway. I saw a ball today that was dropped on the right side of the fairway and rolled all the way to the left side of the fairway and off the fairway into the cabbage.
1: And you're like, what? Where? Where are we supposed to play golf? I guess I'm just supposed to, just supposed to play golf from the rough this whole right, time, which
0: is great. I love it. I hope everyone I sucks.
1: I I would love to see again like a winning score. I don't know, three four under be great. That'd be like that's all time. I want a birdie to mean something, right? Like, I want and I want bogeys to be super detrimental, but they're always lurking right? They're so, right around the corner. Exactly. So, um, I'm gonna start us off here. And I grabbed a guy, um, who I'm really full in, like really uh, pulling for right now, especially with the recent absorption would love for him to actually have a big weekend. feel like he hasn't been in the hunt in a major in a little while. And that's Roy McRoy. Love it. Give me your, uh, um, so then I grabbed a guy here in the second round. Um, you know, just want to see him do well. Um this is a guy that's been playing and is in great form all year. Mm-hmm. And that's Ricky Fowler for me. I just really want to see him do well in a major, like get a top ten. A little
0: time off. Went back to Butch Parman, probably got some more swing tips going. He's, I like
1: that. he's got a flat stick that can heat up just like real no other. Mm-hmm. You know, and those greens are gonna be running so pure. Local boy too. Um Riverside. little yeah, local guy as well.
0: Oh, he's Riverside. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Ricky um father in law. Used to go to a club he used to play at and he used to see him really walk cool around the course. Wow,
1: really cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. he was Riverside. I thought he was more of like a San Diego.
0: No, that's guy. um
1: that's Xander. Xander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. Um and then I rounded out the list. I got Harry Harris English. Really solid. Man's
0: gonna do just fine. I think he
1: uh, his game fits um tough golf well. Cause he right. doesn't pour in a ton of ton of birdies, but he's just never in a really rough spot just doesn't met, kind of mess up too much. So
0: yeah, you know, really I went around there. the same, same thing um, as you, I wanted to go people that I knew like can play who have been playing well and who have a good rescue game. And I, they really analyze a golf course. Well, um, so I went with Matt Fitzpatrick. That's
1: probably the one guy that will analyze
0: almost, too far too right much. he has every shot he's ever taken
1: yeah it's crazy um, that man does love w- that pick
0: i went with someone a little bit more of a higher stick right now um uh, played great in the last tournament when that was a tough course which is just justin rose mm-hmm. historically the person who wins the tournament before the u.s open never has won the u.s open so the part three competition there's been historic facts that like the players who are about to win will throw the event <laughs> if they're if they're tour pros because they good. don't want to win nice um justin rose coming off of a really good tournament as well i'm going with a name you know when you get down this bottom half you kind of just have to take a risk mm-hmm. you don't really have there's like maybe two names up there and you know you got phil down there and i'm not picking phil um yeah because he could blow up for 14 over in two right <laughs> and and i don't want to cheer for phil um I went with a guy who won a tournament this year. The process—we're going with Kirk Kitayama. Yeah, what a cool
1: story that guy
0: has. Yeah, so that, that's going to be our three. Let's—I really need a great week here because I don't know what we're going to do, but I'll probably just pay for golf.
1: No, I think you caddy f-
0: caddy for me. I think I got a caddy for you. Yeah, for day. that would be really fun. Let's do it. It's—it would be like a mile square. Like tournament. I just walk. You—you you tell me what shot you want to hit, and I'll hand you the club. Right. I'll have a caddy towel. I'll wear a uniform. That would be really fun.
1: Great content. Great content. Yeah, that would be all time. Yeah, I'll walk miles. And I will do the you. same for you. If you turn it around, yeah. And I have a blow up week and another blow up week and something happens at the crazy at the FedEx. That's right. the thing. That's what we got to do. Unless we hear from you, people, we're still taking options. But as of right now, I think that's, that's a good easy. one where it's standing. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, be we'll fun. see. But you need a low week here. I need a couple of weeks. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So um, we'll see. Maybe that's the winning formula right there. Who knows? Um, it really just comes down to who's feeling how the golf course is playing, how they're hitting the golf ball that week. We all know how fickle golf is. You could just have it one day completely lose it. The next, right. There's I no, think Scotty, if he can figure out his putter at all is clearly the favorite. Oh my God. I totally forgot. This is, could be like a one little extra golf. Yeah. Get in here. A little bit of like a golf fun stat situation. Yeah. At the last tournament at the memorial that we were covering, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was leading the field in strokes gain from T to green. And he was he won that stat, I believe, by like eight strokes. He was eight strokes ahead. And he gained from the person in second place, which was John Rahm or mm-hmm. something like that. He was 19 strokes better T to green than the entire, like than the average, than the field. 19 strokes better over the course of the four rounds that he was playing. And he was still not winning. He was like four or five strokes back. So he lost like eight strokes or nine strokes in putting or 12 strokes in putting over the course of the tournament. A
0: little bit. The man just needs to figure out the
1: flat stick. It was crazy. He said he, he did not make a single putt over 10 feet the entire weekend. That's tough. That's like me out there. You don't expect them to go in, but I would certainly expect them to go in if I'm a tour pro at that level. Right, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to make one 15 footer every round, probably, totally. and not to do that once. I mean, that's crazy. So, yeah, no. um, is if he could figure out the short game and the sorry, just the putting, no, just, just the putting, putting, he could be in for. Uh, he could nice be nice little trophy. He could be. He could be.
0: Yeah, man. Well we're gonna finish this out with uh you know, we had a lot of good food this weekend. We're gonna finish out with our three worst this time. And we're going three worst food trends. Um did I lead this off last time?
1: Uh that you did, my friend. So that Andrew, you did. It's uh your mic. Yeah, please, yeah, yeah. Please I'm, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the reins here. Yeah, please and do. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have. Pulled out of the bag because I feel like I got a couple of good ones in here. Okay. Um, Ones that are very true to me as well. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to butt heads a little bit. Food's
0: foods a dynamic uh, topic. It really is. Divisive, not dynamic.
1: So here's here's my honorable mention because it doesn't really have to do with food like specifically. Like it's just more of just like a general Mm -hmm. overview of food in general. And that is just, The crazy diets, like the diet trends that are going that have been going on recently.
0: I like it. That's my honorable mention. You know,
1: like it's just too much for me. Like the carnivore, and then you got the keto, then you got like the I don't know, dude. Vegetarian,
0: Presbyterian.
1: It's it's a lot. And I'm not bashing. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm not bashing it. It's just when people are just so over the top about it. Right. It's like, well, maybe. Maybe like, you know, you're, we're omnivores. Maybe we should just eat a balanced diet of everything. But I don't know. I'm not a dietitian, but it's just, it seems to be overwhelming. So that's For why sure I had to throw is. that in there. My number three, and this is something that I've seen way, way too much of. And this is something I never dabble in, but people are go crazy about it. And that's just sparkling water in general. Like just so much like there's, there's LaCroix and then there's like, Dude, you name it, all across the board, just sparkling COVID, water.
0: COVID at one point had the LaCroix fixes where everyone was drinking LaCroix for a hot minute. I don't, I hate, I, I hate it. I don't like LaCroix at all. It like there's, there used to
1: just be Pellegrino and LaCroix and now there's like 30 brands out there right. with sparkling water and it's oh, way too much. Way too much. Way too much. That's my number three. Number two on here. This is something that, I feel like whenever I have it because I will I will eat it because I, I mean love this item but it doesn't need to be done this way and so it's just over the top it's too much and it's just like really fancy mac and cheese for me gotcha. and I feel like that caught trend pretty recently but like truffle mac and cheese and baked and like seafood mac and cheese that's just a trend and like something that was like, everyone just goes crazy for like really yeah, good it's hard like, to find like, mac and cheese. Like
0: those crazy, like mac and cheese is just really good when it's really simple. Mac and, I just want craft mac and cheese. Can I just uh, have craft? Like, can I just, can I But can yeah. I just, uh,
1: okay, well I'm going to take craft mac and cheese over like lobster mac and cheese. That's, that's a tough take. I know it is. It's a tough take. Okay. But like that kind of style, like the whiz, type style yeah like give me the like your run-of-the-mill like club Velveeta. kitchen i'm gonna like go on to you right your velvito or like Cluck kitchen. kitchens
0: mac and cheese is all time
1: it's very simple it's straightforward it's not right. like crazy baked it doesn't have like
0: i don't know it, it has a bunch of good melting cheeses and the, and the main cheese in it's cheddar there we go and it's baked so it's like a little crispy on top and then it's super cheesy. gooey on the inside yeah you don't need all the truffle oil with, like, oregano salt and all the other stuff they yeah. put on it.
1: That's my number two. And then my number one here, Um, it's just, like, it's just way too much, uh, like, over the top. Like, the extra, extra large four-pound, like, burritos. Yeah. It's just, like, you know, three pounds of fun. you like comes out in a bowl like that big. Like I know a lot of, not a lot of people are doing it, but it's just a food trend that is out there. Yeah, like the
0: excessives.
1: Yes. And that people think that I, I'm going to be like, oh my God, that looks so good. It's like, it's got barbecue burnt ends and it's like got hash, but it's got tater tots and it's yeah. a breakfast burrito. And it's got like two salsas. And it's got guacamole in there. And I'm like, what is happening? It's
0: like three <laughs> wraps of tortilla. Dude, it's way too you gotta much. You got to have a dump truck to move it out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get that's that. That's my number I'd, one. That's really good list, buddy. I don't have any issues with that besides like the, maybe the mac and cheese take, but that's fine. Yeah. I get it because I'm not a fan of a lot of mac and cheeses, so I get it. I'm very picky with that, you know. I'm just like I, barbecue joints do mac and cheese really well for sure, and
1: that's usually very, very simple. So, so, like quote unquote, very classic. What I would think of a
0: classic mac and cheese, right? Um, I'm gonna go with my honorable mention as a um, Bloody Mary. The Bloody that's Mary a great call by you, dude. like the the hot. I don't like Bloody Marys at all when they put like hot dogs and burgers and like a whole baby on top of your Bloody <laughs> Mary. <laughs> yeah, dude. like it gets to a point where it's just like, what are we doing? And the drink's not that good. I hate to say it, it's not. I, it's, like, it, I would say it's very overhyped. It's. I don't mind. I like a Bloody Mary. I'm not ordering any of that stuff. It's I, way I know way, who way, live, way too much. Live or die by the bloodies and I can't do it. Number three is something I enjoy in one or two formats, but that's about it. And it's guacamole and maybe some sort of avocado toast with, like, some feta cheese situation. Yeah. But they put avocado on everything out here in California. It's all over the place. and burritos. It's in club sandwiches. It's on everything. And almost always the avocados aren't very good. They're browning, or it's, like, not seasoned, and it's bland. Like, very few places do avocado, like, actually well. Um, I don't personally love the... um, is it a fruit? Yeah, I guess. If we want to,
1: like, get really down a brass tax here, there are, like, the seeds inside. So, yeah, technically it's a fruit.
0: So that giant piece of shit fruit. Right. <laughs> um, my number two um, is something I feel like it, you could only have in this location it is born in. and That's a chopped cheese or a cheesesteak. Mm. It's not for your use, like, you know what I mean? Like it's,
1: it's a territorial thing. It's
0: yeah. Like you got to go to like Gino. Like I, that's a bad example, but like, you gotta go to like Philly to have a cheesesteak cause it's like, that's what, that's the only thing they really do. Yeah. Pat's and all those cheesesteak places. Like, so you're saying you're not going to get cheesesteaks out here. Where are you getting a good cheesesteak? There's a place called Philly's best. Awful. Yeah, I guess, but Awful. I don't, I wouldn't know any better. Exactly, because it's awful. <laughs> I can tell you it's bad. Like, no one from Philly is ever out here like, ooh, it's I like, had a go to Yeah, <laughs> let's go to Philly's best. Right, and then also the chopped cheese in New York.
1: Yeah. Um, Talk about two sandwiches that I absolutely love, though.
0: Yeah, like, those sandwiches are great. Like, you can do them at home pretty well, but, like, I'm not going to go make a chopped cheese or, like, No, a I'm not doing steak. the
1: roast beef and, like, making the au jus and, like... It's just so, so what laboring.
0: What do you think is in the
1: chopped cheese? Oh, I was thinking about something else. No, no, no. <laughs> not chopped cheese. Not chopped cheese. I was also watching this video as well. That was like uh, this guy on YouTube and he was doing these kinds of sandwiches right. in Philly and like doing them at home. Right. I'm like, oh my God. The this is
0: Chicago beef dip is another one. The beef like, dip. You're not going to get the Chicago beef dip. Nope. Like these places that have these like staples of like what we are. Like, for whatever reason, they, like, are synonymous you, with sandwiches with you me. Can't, you can't just
1: offer them as one of your sandwich options,
0: no. one of your 25
1: options. That's, like, if you go to the, um, yeah, the one in Chicago, right, the beef dip. Right, the famous that's, one. That's what they specialize in. That's, like, basically all they make, They got, right? we, they we got we a beef, couple other do, things. We do
0: beef dip, beef dips. We do, like, like chopped cheeses in, um, you know, in a bodega. Mm-hmm. Is like, because you can, it's also the way you're eating it. Like, it, you have to, it can't be in your suburban home. It's like, it's supposed to be eaten in like yes. a city and you're down your luck and you're hungover or like you need something it's that's cold as like, shit
1: outside, right? right? <laughs> it's,
0: like, you're not going to grab one before you go hit PCH. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it needs to have some culture around it. Okay,
1: and, I like it. It's a good take. I love the sandwich. It's just, yeah, it is a very trendy right now. Right. Um, I agree with it, even though I just love those sandwiches. Me too. Good.
0: And I haven't had like one where I've been like, wow, that's amazing. I got one. I got a chopped cheese from New York that wasn't a bodega. It was like a sandwich shop. they'll the doodle well was not very good. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so it was kind of why I said that as well. It'd be um, fun I'm, to
1: make one one day.
0: Yeah, if you I know, if I felt like doing that. I think that'd be really fun. Number one for me needs to stop immediately. There's no reason <laughs> at all. Anyone should do this. And it's hot Cheeto dust. Oh my God. That's such a great, great pick. Yeah.
1: There's so many go. It's your number one. No, no
0: I want to hear you say, it cause it's, I love it. There's so
1: many yeah. video trends that are going on right now. And it's like, throw your chicken in like, you know, like cornflakes, throw your chicken in a bag of Doritos, throw your chicken right, in a yeah. bag of hot Cheetos, crush them all up, shake right. it up, throw it in an air fryer.
0: Best thing you're going to eat in your entire life. It's they, like, no. They put it on street corn. They put it on mac and cheese. Yeah. I, I saw like all over the fair. I'm like, I don't want hot Cheeto dust <laughs> no, no. on anything. Yeah, good. <laughs> I, I Don't. Burn it, like I don't. I don't want. If someone comes off and offers me a bite of something with hot Cheeto dust, I'm out. Yeah, I'm good. Like I don't like hot Cheetos, and I definitely don't want it dusted and fried on something. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I. That's yeah, a great list. This is a great list, buddy. I think we had. I think we covered it pretty well. I think there.
0: we. I think we covered. Food's just banks for us.
1: It really does. Food just and, like, gets us. It's just it just it's too too much. And like I get it, you're trying to make like things creative and you're trying to pull for an audience. Right. But like guys, I mean, it's let's stay in our lanes a little bit here. Yeah. Do uh, something, I guess. Maybe has that have that as an option, but like I can't see any more of it flying around all over the place. Like it's legitimately like good food.
0: Yeah, it's like an option. Like I I like there's a Korean street dog thing going on. Of course. And they put, like, potato on the outside. Like, just give me a corn dog. And then the, the Korean street dog does, like, f- uh f- like Cheeto dust. Sure. I saw, like, some, like, street corn vendor Cheeto dust. And they don't put it on it unless you ask it or you order the item that has it on it. Right. But I just can't see why. They're like I'm eating a corn dog. You know what this corn dog needs? Cheeto flakes. <laughs> um, what a great pod here, buddy. We got stuff, through another dude. one. I think it's episode 19. Uh, you got anything for the people here, buddy?
1: Like, comment, subscribe. Let's start blowing this thing up. I know we were talking a little bit beforehand on posting more, you know, on Instagram, kind of really trying to take this uh, to the next level here. And uh, so it'd be really helpful. Like, comment, subscribe. Send it off to the friends, family. Start following it. You know, all that kind of good stuff, dude. It's um, We're here to stay in the cozy corner.
0: Yeah, we sure are, buddy. Um, shout to, you said it well, shout out to um, Madison, social media, Jake doing our thumbnails and all our art, and Devin, of course, being our editor and general badass for us. Just uh, it's a real, He's out. a real
1: sergeant general for us, dude. He's he really, really he really gets
0: in the front lines. I didn't even see the
1: email go out and he got back our edit for I us. Mean,
0: just doing it. Doing it, you know? doing it the most for us. Um, you guys better like, comment, subscribe, because we're not going anywhere. <laughs> and just a reminder. Keep swinging.